Hello and welcome to another episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast, the podcast for Real Salt Lake Fan. Excuse me. Who's the fan? May I finish? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. The podcast for Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of soccer knowledge and experience. Speaking of experiences. Oh, man. Did you guys see the game? I Let's start with the first half. Shall well, we? let's start with the lineup. Oh yeah. Usually, <laughs> usually you let's, let's you not, give me a hard right, time. Okay, how about, no, how about we pause? Like, I'll do it. You guys okay. just okay. you guys, yeah. you guys, yeah. you guys calm ahead. down. Yeah. All right. So Zach McMath in the goal, um, and then we had two new guys that are starting. Uh, but first on the left side we had Brody with the new guy Vera, Glad, and then Anelli that we just picked up through college, which is really cool. Yeah, he signed like ten minutes after we did our last podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then we have Lafelson and. Pablo Ruiz um, in the center. And just in front of them, we have Gomez, Krylock, and Miram. And then at the very top, we had Julio. Um, and then right in our bench is Pierre Chang, uh, the goalie Gomez, Moose, Sabarino, Nyman, who's another guy from DC United, Paul, Yakison, and Caldwell, or Steve Rogers as we call him. Little Steve. <clears throat> Little Stevie. Jump on a grenade for ya. <laughs> Little Stevie Rogers. <laughs> so now let's, let's yeah, talk let's talk about, about the game. Uh, rough game, but the first half, I thought we showed a lot of heart and promise. Um, yes, I was in the the south end in the supporter section. We were singing and dancing. It was cold. The wind was blowing on us, and my ten year old daughter was struggling to stay warm. But the atmosphere I thought was great at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. Drums were banging. We were chanting "Dale," you know, like it was. It was. It started good. How to look from the other end of the field? Yeah, we sit over on section twenty-five, which is the exact opposite on the on the corner. We really like the corner. Yeah, we do. But it was it was so cold. Was it cold? It was freaking cold. Was the wind blowing on you? It started early, and it was a little windy, and then it kind of calmed down. But it was cold. We had we did bring some <laughs> hand warmers and they mm. came in very handy, but it, yes, it's the it was probably the coldest I've been in an RSL game that I yeah. can remember. Well, and I thought it was interesting we did yellow lines. Well, I think that's, that's because they were expecting snow, which right. is clever. Yeah, which is funny that they didn't do that last year for New England when they knew it was going to snow. Yeah, like why? I mean, maybe it's that's just why did, MLS did. changed the rule. <laughs> Could be, yeah. <laughs> so what's the rule on that? <clears throat> If, it, if you think it's going to snow, you have to have yellow lines. You have to? That's the protocol. That's why they did them yellow, Major League Soccer said. Or is Dan oh, Farns cool. just ahead of the pack? It could be that, too. I mean, we, we talked to Farnsy and Yeah, that guy. He got a lot of love uh, from Dunny. Oh, he did? Yeah. I know um, this might come as a shock, but I've watched the game again. Oh, really? Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched it that night because I couldn't sleep. I was like, why are we so horrible? <laughs> I can't mow my lawn or anything. This is so rough. And I'm not allowed to shovel here because my wife, she does all the shoveling. So, oh, okay. Because I do it wrong. You do oh, it which, wrong. Which is a trick, you know. <laughs> if you, if Teach you, me that trick. Yeah, just do stuff wrong a bunch of times, and then it's just like, nah, I'll do it. I'll just do it. He's so incompetent. Oh, he doesn't get the line straight because that's what it is. You have to have the straight lines oh. on the snow. I've seen your wow. shovel, though. There's no way you can get straight lines on yeah, shovel. We're, <laughs> We're due for your shovel looks like you own like three huskies, and that's their only toy. We're due for 
a new <clears throat> shovel. We went through Lowe's one day. It's like, there's a nice shovel. It's like, oh, I well, don't know. Well, look at that. It has no, a square I at the end. It's well, not, it's not worth it. It's she not has worth to, it. She has to do research. <laughs> research on snow shovels? Read all the comments. Okay. And then she will buy, she will narrow it down to maybe two oh, or I'm three. Just, I'm just going to go buy a shovel for you then. <laughs> and then... And then she'll ask me, and I'll say that one, and then she'll get like another one. Then that's not the right one. <laughs> no, it's a test. Okay, got it. How to have a successful marriage. All of our so, side conversations while talking about Real Salt Lake. So Something positive to talk about. So first half was rather positive. We can talk about a few things. I think it started right with a kickoff. Mm-hmm. Like the kickoff, and what did what did St. Louis do? They came right after the new kid, right out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. And he kind of got physical with their. What, I can't remember which guy it was. Number One nine those, was it? Number nine, the bald guy. I can't. I can't remember if it was him or or. Uh, oh, Giacchini. not Giacchini. Yeah, Giacchini, like, who they who they got, they stole on the. Uh, uh, Orlando left him transfer unprotected. waiver, yeah, or whatever in the uh, expansion, expansion draft. draft. And there was another guy that was up that side, like Lowen or Lou. Yeah. With Lowen. the little thing above the O. <laughs> you knew I don't know if that's Yeah, uh, that was right, the guy I yelled at when sure. we had a corner on our end. Yeah. Lowen. He was a yeah. really good player. Yeah. So that's a that's a very, very good team. Oh, well, not a very, very good team. It was it was like if somebody could go through and pick all like I have a certain style of player that I like. So and what, he just what got, style do you see in there? <clears throat> I'd love to hear. Big? Yeah. Tall uh-huh. and basic. What do you mean basic? None of them are flashy. Every one of those guys understands like they're gonna do the basics well. You know what I mean? Like they're they're by the book almost. Nobody was really trying to do any fancy curling, passing, nothing Step like overs. that. No, it's it was like they have an identity and that's what they're gonna stick to. So they're very they're very sturdy. You know what I mean? Like sturdy. Good I word. think and I think that's what really opened us up because we're so flimsy, just like Crylock when he runs down the field. It's just we're <laughs> always like it you know what I'm saying? Like there's no solidity when it comes to our style of play. Like whereas St. Louis, it's like this is how we do it. You can and like yeah, it's it's it's, it's well, like yeah, it, it really leads into what we were talking about last week, and and I kind of alluded to it, but I'm I'm gonna get a little more definitive this week because um, when two players come together, right, and it's fifty uh, fifty shoulder to shoulder, and you're going for the ball as a referee, you want to allow that to play, you want to see how that goes, right? Usually, what happens is the smaller player or the more feisty player gets in front, right? Whoever. However you do that. I don't know if it has anything to do with small. But the more feisty player gets in front of the other player. That's how you win fouls. You get in front, and then the other team pushes you, shoves you, grabs you by the neck, and pulls you out of the way. You know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? And that that's what happened right off the bat. Like, first minute, right? Not even first minute. Lob the ball in, and Ellie gets in. To Giacchini. Giacchini grabs him by the shoulder or neck, depending on how you saw that, and throws him out of the way. And the ref calls a foul. So I'm like, okay, good. Ref setting the, this is what a foul is, Mm -hmm. right? But you go next six minutes, they've probably fouled us four or five times. I think two got called because, you know, they're, they're scruffling in there. And we're in front. 
and they're kicking us. And it's kind of like it's the Frankie Hayduck mentality for those of you that can go back in your old time machine. We used to, as the USA, Frankie Hayduck, you start with a really bad haircut and then, right, really bad haircut, like so long and and crazy, like beach wave kind of idea mentality, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so this kid gets on the field and he doesn't have a ton of, um, class you would say with his you know he's more of a street basic mm-hmm. like you would say um he's a shin kicker right mm. he just runs around kicking people in the calves making them slower throughout the game and my point is that makes the game less beautiful and and you know you can agree or disagree with that that's how i had to play because i didn't have the skill to play <laughs> it better than that right so i understand that mentality but also like if the ref um, allows enough just random kicks in the back, trying to let the game breathe, I say in air quotes, then he's allowing that to happen. And people are going to get kicked and potentially hurt, and the more aggressive team wins the games. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that kind of what you're going after there? The point you're trying to make? Well, my thing is, is like <clears throat> when you have somebody that's like by the book, do you know what I'm saying? Like it seems like St. Louis right now is like we're just gonna go by the book, trap you know? the ball, trap the, the ball. ball. I have two options: go to one of those options, move forward, that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like whereas they're not trying to get into the complicated type. You know, like oh, move up the field, and we're gonna transition here. Make sure this guy cuts left. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like where it's a little bit more chaotic. St. Louis was very simple. I mean, they run a four four two, which is really like the most basic. Classic. Yeah, yeah, classic. And I don't mean basic is bad. I mean like professionals always do the basic skills to perfection is what i'm trying to say and that's why st louis is so efficient they're not amazing but they're very very efficient with what they're playing yeah yeah and and for me one of the biggest problems um a team can have is if you have the ball and you're so eager to get rid of it that you make a bad pass right there's no one on you no one guarding you and you make a bad pass and, and to me, that happens so many times in the first half, especially with one of my favorite guys, Brody. Oh, he passed it just right to the other team five or six times. And I get it. He was going forward. And if a couple of them were like into the box where you want to take chances, because if you take a chance and that there's a slip or a, you know the ball gets through somehow, then we get a chance on goal. But it, it's got to be better, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, we broke down quite a bit. I mean... In the entire game, yeah, like our passing was awful. Loffelson had rocks for feet. Brody gave up a lot of passes and simple ones. Like they were just like he wasn't even looking at the right player or something. And then Pablo had a very bad pass, which led to something. But, but uh, that's second half. Yeah, that's so all second half. But yeah, so like I feel like I feel like we had a total breakdown of overall like basic movement on the ball. But the first half, not so much, right? The first half was um, relatively decent. RSL um, controlled the ball for the most part. I mean, yeah, sixty-one percent possession. possession for the total over the uh, the entire game. Uh-huh. But first half wasn't that bad. Although keeping up the talk about St. Louis, I think they're a good team. I'm curious to see if there's a great team because. Major League Soccer is a long, long slog. They're five games in. They, yeah, they've won them all, which is fantastic. It's amazing. It's Honestly, amazing. Even a five-game win streak, we would go for that any time, right? Like, oh yeah, 
five game win streak, let alone to start the season, but, let alone to start the franchise. It's amazing. And they're a team that I'm going to love to hate because of for a lot of reasons. Base a lot of it is their it seemed like their flight was diverted through Seattle and then they stopped and picked up uh all of the whining tricks and um <laughs> <laughs> ref manipulation <laughs> and brought that back with them because they are very especially two guys yeah. two guys i saw Klaus. complaining a lot and the biggest guy complaining the most come on Klaus. So i don't like that i love the way they're built though that is a very well-built team mm-hmm. i love the fact that they they've signed full-size players <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, they didn't skip out on the height or bulkiness. RSL has some very good players that are on the. Uh, if you're smaller, shorter than me, then maybe you. Uh, How tall are you, Brent? I'm like five nine. Okay, so and if you're short, they're shorter than you. Then yeah, then, then what? You probably shouldn't have fifteen of them on your team. Okay, we shouldn't have so, a full squad of five nine or lessers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can have eleven Messies and they're going to get dominated, right? Mm-hmm. So, so there's a, that's a conversation we can have about the construction of the team. But they are they've had that time. They took the time listening to the broadcast again. Uh, they didn't, Dunny was talking about how uh, Klaus and a couple other players they signed them last year, and they came in and played for St. Louis too in the USL. Yeah, the keeper as well. Right? Yeah, and they did a great. They've just done a fantastic job building that team, and I do like the fact that they are big and stout and it made it really going we had two midfielders pablo and laughelson pablo's listed a 58 and somehow laughelson's listed a 511 and i don't what i don't think that, that can't be accurate <laughs> must have been with their six inch cleats on i don't know <laughs> and so we they uh kind of can over muscle us around but our cell in the first half did a good job we had the early on they had that uh, breakaway. They were trying to get behind them because they uh, they do press quite a bit, which uh, a lot of people are acting like no one in MLS has ever pressed before. And so, <laughs> like this is brand new. Brand new. Where did this come from? Oh, my gosh. Did they steal it from San Jose? <laughs> or San Atlanta? Jose pressed or... that one time. Remember that? For like a whole year. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, one of my favorite plays from the first half is when um, the ball went through and Klaus had to go through Vera to get it, and Vera just manned up. Like, oh, bro. That was such a strong play from a center back that we haven't even seen before. Right, This is first game action in an RSL kit, and boy looks good in that kit. Not only that, but he manned him off the ball won the ball and played it safely to somebody up and the Kenny field. Showed him kind of like ate his lunch, took his lunch money, called his girlfriend, asked her out, and she said yes. Yeah, that was it. That was all it took. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vera Vera looked really good. Mecca and Nelly looked also looked really good. <clears throat> and also, you know, to his credit, Julio seemed like he had a pretty good first half. Well, there was an opportunity there. Wasn't that the first half where he actually chased down the goalie? Like he didn't just like pretend. He like he actually attempted at it. Yeah. And it created a wicked opportunity. Um, I didn't quite see it because it was the other side of the field. Yeah. But <clears throat> I felt like that's the thing that was lacking in his game because there were so many opportunities in the past like three games where 
if he would have just chased down, put pressure on the goalie, something's going to happen. I mean, he's not going to get a goal every time, but I mean, like one out of maybe 20, and that could go a long, long way. Well, that's the other thing, too, we could talk about. RSL looks like they want to press, but it's always so disconnected, whereas St. Louis, when they press, they press together as a team. Yeah, that, it, that's interesting, isn't it? It's kind of disconnected. I mean, Demir's trying to – I don't know how the process works, if Demir decides or the coach decides or if when they're, when they're going to press or if the opportunity's there, we press. But there is a massive disconnect between the top – the strikers – you know, the top three up top, wherever they're, you know, you got uh, Julio. Wherever Demir's playing. Yeah, so you had Julio and Gomez and Krylock and Miram along uh, those four up top, and sometimes two or three of them would press, but the midfield never comes with them. Nope. So it's once they get around them, it's not that hard to get around them, and then there's tons of space in behind them because – we didn't press as a group. St. Louis, they press three, four, five people. I was always amazed, especially watching it again. When when Real Salt Lake Blair Pilar has the ball, even in the first half, although the first half was much better than the second, there is rarely more than one person, other RSL player around the guy with the ball within passing distance, right? They are... 20 feet away. It's like Real Salt Lake players are in their positions waiting for the ball to come to them as opposed to creating a system where they move the ball together. And, my, and that was one of the things that, that I kind of going along with what you're saying there. It, it really, Krylock was on the wrong side of his player a lot. Like I was like, why doesn't that ball go into Krylock? Oh, because the defender's standing in between him and in the pass. So they were not only feisty, they were also pretty good at cutting off the passing lanes. What? St. Louis. St. Louis was good at Well, no, you could say that about every single team Krylock. this season. Well, yeah. when Demir was in there, that's not that's not the defense. That's Demir. You think Demir's standing on the well, wrong side how, of the player on purpose? How else would you explain it? Because every time I watched him, like especially against Austin, he, he nestles right in in between both center backs. Like, for some reason, he's going to have a higher elevation if the ball's in the air to knock it in. Like, I didn't understand that. Like, uh, he did it exactly in Austin. When I'm sitting there watching him, he does not move around. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not yeah. active in the center trying to get a position on the center back. He's totally satisfied just standing right there. There was no defensive, like, oh, I'm, I've got to get on this side because the ball's over here. No, no, no. They saw him. They just didn't walk right in the center. Yeah, yeah. And both center backs for for St. Louis, uh, Parker and uh, Bartlett, what's the other guy's name? Bartlett. Bartlett. Yeah. They're tall. Yeah, they're 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 big dudes too. Uh, Parker's very sturdy. He's a very strong, solid build on that kid. Um, he's played around in the league a couple places too. I mean, they picked him up from Houston, but yeah, before that he was in New York. And, yeah, and and covered some ground and. Dove in and and tackled Julio in the box, but and he's not he he was pressed into surface. He's not their starting, yeah, center back. He's really? their second, third guy, yeah, wow, third center back. But um, I, I think when we get back to that, the point is Demir's not showing for the ball. He's not connecting with the team. 
like no like one's you showing, said. No one's re- they they don't show for the ball at all hardly. It seems yeah, like. and I think Sava does that better than most people on our team, yes. especially in a positive way to go forward. But he wasn't playing in the first half, so who's going to do that in his absence? Well, I was also going to say Miram slightly slightly looking forward to it too. But yeah. I think I think Miram understands that he has to hold on to the ball a little bit longer to ha- allow something to create because yeah. once he trapped the ball, he was having to do two or three moves before he could give the ball away. Yeah. Which I think is a huge huge negative impact when it comes to our our overall design of attacking because I feel like Miram's like somebody should be on me, but they're not on me yet. I got to make something happen. And if you have to do that every time you touch the ball, that's taxing. Like that's so like defeating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or there's somebody right on top of you, and you got to make a quick move and get by him, and then you do, and nothing's open still. That happened multiple times with Miram. Like he would get by the first defender, you shimmy shake or not, and he lost the ball a couple times, but not more than he usually does. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he would come and he would get past his guy, and then he'd he'd look up and. Everybody's hiding behind a defender. Well, Julio see, wants Gomez, a long ball. Gomez on the other side had the same issue too. Yeah, and Gomez gave the ball up two times in the first half. I think it was. Yeah, just just because he had he was trying to create something. Yeah, right, which is what really I think that's kind of the philosophy. <clears throat> and correct me if I'm wrong, but watching the team over the last little while, especially this season, the philosophy seems to be get it to a player, and that player is, is supposed to make something happen, and on his own. And then I guess we're supposed to get the rebounds or something. But it seems <laughs> it doesn't seem like there is. And this is coming from my wife, right? And Alicia watches my oh, wife, Alicia. Dude. She watches soccer. She watches a lot of soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's uh, a convert as well. She just she didn't really get into it until to really get into it to the last three or four years. And then she started watching Tottenham. She watched a lot of Premier League. But she's like, there is no cohesion with this team, and if she can see it, that that there isn't any, they're not a cohesive group. They don't play as a group. They don't play as a team. Then maybe there's something to that. Well, and you know, one of the things that I was watching is there wasn't a ton of um, overlap to the end line, right? Like against Austin, uh, quite a few times we held the ball up as the midfielder and our outside back would make that sprint down the side and would play it down and they would cross from the outside, right? From the touch line. And because Brody's not left footed, that doesn't, that's not a great path on the left. So I think we were like, well, let's try it on the right and let's see if Anelli can get that depth, right? Get to the end line and lob some balls in. We had 36 crosses against Austin. We had half that many against St. Louis. We were not getting that part of our play in at all. I don't. Did Anelli have a cross that you guys remember? Can you remember a cross? I think he might have got one. <clears throat> one cross in. Well, also, too, maybe that was the game plan. Because. Could have been. Like, let's not do that and let's conserve not, energy. Let's I not, don't know. Let's not cross the ball into. This, to nobody to nobody and then also <clears throat> are are we going to win a lot of these headers in the box against 63 6-2, 6-1, these trees that yeah they're a massive team so sure but we, we didn't even get those crosses off is what i'm saying so even if well, i mean 36 against austin 
and 18. But, did, but didn't Anelli have anybody behind him? Because <clears throat> in Austin, we usually had somebody behind. You know what I mean? So, like, if we couldn't get the cross, Oviedo was able to dish it back. And then they can work it around. They can either send it in or they go up this uh, center of the box. And I didn't, I didn't see that this game. could also be St. Louis plays a little higher press. And so when our player has the ball, there was two or three people. There wasn't a lot of time in the game unless the ball was clear in the back where St. St. Louis didn't have a couple of players around the ball or coming to the ball defensively. They play a lot of high press. Yep. RSL, and I think teams are going to figure them out. At some point, I hope they do. Um, <laughs> Haven't they, yet, but uh, because you, the, it's a novel approach. It's it's something distinct and different, but it's not that different. No, and it's it's not that complicated. I think teams once they see them, the uh, really good coaches will figure out a game plan. Also, too, it's a long season. How deep is their team? They're an expansion team. Um, expansion yeah. teams have started out strong before Seattle. The rules are much different, and they're much um, easier for teams to create new teams in the expansion process from when RSL, Real Salt Lake, started their process. I mean, there's more players to pick from. There's more teams, and you also have uh, more money, yeah, essentially, to build teams. So it's, it's it shouldn't be surprising anymore when – expansion teams come in and have some success early. I mean, well, Atlanta did it. And and I think the point of St. Louis is that they picked players, like Brennan said, that fit their style of play. Dunny said it a couple times on the broadcast when I rewatched it. Like, they look for players that don't have an ego, that'll work their little legs off the whole game, you know? Run, 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 kick, 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 kick. Complain, complain, complain to the refs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay, only two or three of them did, but... You know, like they're like that's their style of play. It's it's kind of like years ago when um, what's that what's that tall guy that played in England? Crouch. Yeah, Peter he Crouch. played for Stoke, right? Stoke City. That was their identity. We're gonna play defense. We're gonna win throw-ins, and we're gonna lob balls into our six foot nine center forward to score goals. And they stayed in the Premier League for four or five years. He he ended up a Man U too, didn't he? Peter Crouch. He might have. Um, I don't remember him in the towards Man U, the end. Jersey? Maybe a he year was. or something. Anyway, he was tall, and that was their game, and it worked for Stoke We're for a long this time. Out. Brennan, uh, he's on. Brennan's like, wait, what? Like, well, I don't remember that guy being Peter in a Crouch, red jersey. He's, he's super skinny and super tall. Yeah, I thought he was like in a so blue that, jersey. But so, yeah, that's an identity, and if your club has an identity, then you look for players that match your identity, not just, hey, this guy's good. Let's put him on the field and see what happens. And it feels like more and more, that's what we're getting. Like, let's put this guy on the field and see what happens. Like Gomez, do we do we have plays for this guy? Is there a whole strategy around it, or is it just kick it to Gomez and hope he can do something cool, and they won't, you know, like, like that? that I don't uh, know if that, no, that's it was a never great menu. strategy. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Peter Crouch was Burnley his last year in 2019. He played six games. Stoke City was uh, 2011 to 2019, and then he was a hot spur for a minute. Oh, and then he also was, yeah. um, started out as uh, Portsmouth. <clears throat> before yeah. he went to Tottenham. I'm glad yeah. we cleared up. I'm, I apologize for b- besmirching anything. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, bes- he, never, he never wore a red jersey. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but yeah, like, it, it, it did feel like in the first half we kind of had a rhythm. We were getting going. We were kicking it to players. But what was the stat of down the, down the wing, Brent? You had a stat. It was like... So in the first half, we went down the right wing 47% of the time. 
The right channel, so in the middle, yeah, 7%. Yeah, just kind of the, the right inner. Left yeah. channel, 21%, and 25% to left wing. Well, and go ahead. I was just saying, the right wing, we went down there a lot um, because I think that's... Gomez. Well, it's also a Nelly because St. Well, that's Louis, what I was going to say. The combination I, of them. I think realistically, the, the reason why we're able to do that, because that's, that's not just like, oh, we only favor the right wing. It was kind of like, no, that was the... I was realistically the only effective way we could move up the field. We couldn't move in the channel. It was only the right wing, and it was Anelli. Like, Anelli's ability to be on the ball and move the ball was really, really impressive because he was able to move forward, cut back, find an open guy, and then keep moving and going in transition. And not be afraid to hold the ball. <clears throat> yeah, and right. he had two defenders a lot of the times, and he was still able to get through and move around, and it was so awesome. And then you would see mirrored that on the other side, and you would see Brody, and Brody doesn't have that same skill with his lower body over the ball. Like he, he yeah, did. Yeah, he doesn't a, get low like an Ellie did. No, and he doesn't have that natural balance. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that wider balance. He's got the able, squirrely thing, dude. Yeah, he's he can do the little which zigzag. is chaos. Well, the thing is, is he 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 has to move in a straight line. Like he he's like a skier. You know what I mean? So like when you <laughs> yeah, he's when not you, a border for sure. No, no, yeah. no. And that and that's, no, I think that's, right. that speaks a lot because when you ski, everything has to be in front of you. You can go side to side, but there's no there's no west and um, east movement. And in like for tennis, we that's all it is pretty yeah. much. But then Anelli, he's more well like rounded. Like he can move left, side right, side, forward, back. back. Like yeah, yeah. He's he's far more grounded, and I think that spoke a lot. And and he's it, brand new. He yeah. just came out of college. Like that's incredible. That like we're finding that out as a as a like a a tra- was he transferred or drafted? Draft drafted. It was drafted. Yeah, we he's just one of the, finally signed him. The three big. Oh yeah, because he's been training with us for a bit. Yeah, we got Jackson, Paul, and Anelli. I think were the three big signing the three best players that we drafted. The, yeah, the and first three. and Paul came out today, and I was like, wow, this guy might actually be good. I mean, not not based off. There of, were flashes. Well, and also, but that's what the he, second half. But also, his his personality. Because if you watched him off the ball, he's really impressive. I want to talk about it later. But yeah, yeah. So then, seeing the left side, twenty five percent left wing, twenty one percent left channel. That's I think, because Miram can go either way, really. And I think that's that's right? that's very true. And it could be a, also a reflection of where St. Louis was trying to play. They're trying think to they play were trying to force down the right side Gomez to the right wing because he's not a crosser. Mm-mm. As a midfielder, that's not his strength. And so they were like, okay, we're going to make you go right and cross the ball to your little guys, and we think that that's not going to allow you to be successful. And to their credit, we got three or four really good chances. They blocked almost all of them. Well, we had uh, um, a really good opportunity for – because you can see the the stats for the halftime, 40% – of the time they were coming down the left wing, the forty-seven. Yeah, they did the same thing. They were coming out of Nelly, right? Yeah, that was kind of their thing. And when we when we got it back, we were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go right back at you down the same side." Because yeah, it, it looked like our two best players on the wings were on the right side. So we did have some good chances. Miram had a not, a very nice shot off the top of the box. Yeah, just sailed it wide by a couple feet. Yeah, and he had he had an awesome shot uh, against. Was it Austin? Where he did like a one time and it was like curled in, but the goalkeeper got it. Yeah. But yeah, that was a very, very. We also had the early break uh, with all of St. Louis pressing. I think some some better teams might be able to get behind them if they stay 
uh, calm and composed when St. Louis comes forward. Maybe that's the case. No one's played them before. They're expecting them to play like every other MLS team, and maybe they're not expecting their size and their their pressure. But once they get used to that, people are going to get behind them like Julio did on that breakaway, which you were down there. It it looked like a penalty, and I, I was I was straight on with it. Like, okay, not straight on with it. I was about the six, the dash of the six, the outside line of the six, and then straight up into the stands. Um, but. Uh, I'm yeah, talking about that last one. Watching that live, it looked like a breakaway for Julio. Yeah, Julio took off, got inside, great ball, well timed run. I mean, he was offside three times, but that one was well timed. He uh, the what was that guy's name again? Not Bartlett. Parker, the other guy, Bartlett, comes across. He slides in early, and so I'm thinking, you, penalty. Yeah, you know, this is going to be a penalty. Well, Julio plays the ball the end line, which he could have still got it if he wouldn't have gone down in in my eyes. You know, maybe play it back and, and that's not the case. But um, he, he touches the ball. The guy's sliding through. The guy does not touch the ball. And Julio, if he keeps running, he kicks the guy, right? This goes back a couple oh, of years. because he elevated. Because the, now the guy's in the way. So, and this is... I know this is a, a hot topic for, for referees because they've discussed this, and I've heard refs discuss this play. When a player slides in between, doesn't touch the ball, the player then kicks the 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 player that's down, that has slid in. Is that a penalty? Does he take him out? Is that he has taken him out of the play, but has he really fouled him? Right? So, like, that... That intricacy and that detail of refereeing, again, that I'm not that great of a ref to be able to distinguish what is and what is not. But it looked like a penalty to every fan in the whole stadium. And the fact that they didn't even review it means to me that like it should have just been a hold on. I'm going to put my finger to my ear. They're going to tell me no penalty, and then I'm going to go play on, which I think happened. Yeah. But I wish the communication in stadium was better for that. Right? I wish it popped oh, yeah, up on the Jumbotron, <laughs> and they said, no penalty. Checking now, n- no penalty review. Well, I think they do do that. They'll put the VAR on when it's the VAR ref says to the field ref, go look at it. Then it'll say VAR check. But until then, it's just waiting, waiting, waiting. Right, but and let's, get a, waiting. Ref, let's maybe, get a waiting up there. Put waiting well, on the screen. That, and that, yeah. Maybe just have point. a picture of a ref with his finger on his right. Put it up on there. But I think, I think what they've like, changed up play now that there's the a new stadium and whatever, I think it sucks. Because there was a lot of times when you know play was on the south end and we're on the north end, and they're showing the crowd. I'm yeah. like, I don't give a crap about the crowd, dude. <laughs> I can look like, down there if I'm a, bored. <laughs> there's literally a play happening down there on the south end. I don't, I can't see in detail. Like, I need to see that. And I'm like seeing somebody turn around and going, I'm holding the flag. Like, Shaking their like, scarf, yeah. Like, yeah, great. That's cool. But not during the game, man. Like, throw, like the game is the game. Put the game on. And I think that's where, yeah, I think it kind of sucks. Man. Yeah, I think it was close. I, I think this is a question I have. Do we want our players to stay on their feet? 
Oh my yes. gosh. Oh. The answer Biggest, is yes. We do want them oh to fight through. I don't gosh. know that Julio could have stayed on his feet out because the guy was coming in. He was trying to avoid and him. And he's their biggest player. But I think if he hops over him, like you said, and then creates a play, I would love to see players do that more often rather than try and go for the penalty. And, you know, some of this is that some some refs will just give that away, give that a penalty right there because he does slide in, he takes him out, he, had, he has an impact on the play. Penalty. Outside of the box, is that a, a foul, stop play, and restart? Probably Maybe. more, a lot. And especially if he's the last defender, yeah. right? That's the last defender diving in, full body slide. You call that a penalty, and then you tell the booth tells you that that is not a penalty. In my opinion, in my opinion, you call it a penalty because it looked like a penalty. He did not touch the ball, and it looked like he took him out. I don't know how much contact there was because they didn't like slow it down or whatever. But Dunning also, didn't the, seem to think there was. Well, contact. as soon as as soon as uh, he got up, up uh, the St. Louis guy got up from his slide. He was like, no, 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 no. Right, like well, and, everybody does that. Well, no, though, no, no. Right? But there's there's times because like you can tell like he was super pissed at Julio. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like he immediately turned to the ref and was like, no, no, no. He was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, there's no way. It, it like, doesn't mean he didn't nick him though, right? Right, right, right. Because because as a defender, you never touch anybody. But the thing was, is <laughs> right? when you, like I know I played defense. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You never fouled a single player. <laughs> but the thing oh, was, come is on, like that. I all I did was knee him in the thigh. That, that that's not that much of a foul. <laughs> no, but Julio did jump. Like you know what I mean? Like I think that was the problem. Is if he doesn't jump and he's just continuing his stride. He gets he gets the penalty because right, but he also didn't not touch him. It wasn't super clean and there was air between but, everywhere. Right? But I think the distance from the slide and him was too great. You know what I'm saying? Like his slide wasn't really close to his feet. There was space and Julio tried to jump and then he fell. And I think that's what the ref saw was that there was a lot of space from when Julio elevated and the defender's actual legs. Right. So, but even even if he doesn't, even if that guy slides in, Julio jumps. Let's say it hits his back toe, right? But it slows him down just enough. And this is where St. Louis lived the whole game. They would foul you just enough, put their hands on you just enough to throw you off or push you or make you turn or whatever, just enough that it's not a foul, but it changes the way you play. Reminds Mm. me of uh, Kansas City. Peter Vermeer's very much into riding the refs and the idea that that's not a foul. How's that a foul? I barely touched him. That they're not going to call everything, so you just foul. And then the refs aren't going to... Then they determine what a foul is and what is not a foul. Yeah, so the more, the more you foul, the less they call, it seems like, if you're just going to be that way. And then, then you establish your style of play, and it's like, oh, that's just the way they play, even though it's a foul for every other team. Yeah, and, and, and this, this, this is a prime example. Uh, Anelli gets the ball. Uh, Klaus kind of gets into him. He gets away from him, or Joe Keeney. I can't remember which one. And then he brings it down the wing, and he goes past the next guy too. Well, the next guy just slams him right at the right in front of the fourth official, mm-hmm. takes him down, promising attack. There were two basic fouls on foul, and, and that should have been a yellow card. I agree. I agree. And it was early agree. in the game, and I think the ref was like. Oh, I don't know what you know. This the third like horse tackle of the game. Maybe I should throw out a yellow, and he didn't. There were two plays on a, a McAnelly that were definitely yellows. There was uh, that one, and I, I think it was still in the first half. Might have been the second, where he was dribbling the ball and he did the cutback. Yeah, the chop back. And then 
St. Louis player just come in and wiped out his leg. Yeah, and oh, Dunny yeah. on the broadcast is like, that's a yellow. Oh, he's getting away with it. Dunny was like floored. He was like, wait, what? He just took out his plant leg, right? Easy yellow and nothing. So who knows? So Maybe. I think so. in a place where St. Louis has to rail that back quite a bit and they don't get three or four warnings for yellow cards, which a yellow card is a warning. I think some refs forget that. But that's how the World Cup was ref too, right? Oh, that I'm gonna warn you, son. Next time, that's a yellow, right? Like, uh. yeah, that could be an adjustment by uh, pro, right? Pro says, hey, you know what? We're gonna allow a lot more or, contact now, or we're not gonna allow so much contact. St. Louis, you know, they kind of get the uh, hey, you're the new team, you're the the sexy MLS team, everybody loves you. They're coming in. Maybe they adjust that. There are gonna be some refs that don't play that game right they aren't going to give them so much le- uh, leeway and then we'll see how it goes they're they're going to lose a game probably at some point well but- and and mark allerton if that's how you pronounce it uh usl ref this? of the year last year usl ref of the year but this was his first mls game oh, i didn't look at that okay but, yeah uh, it was it was uh, yeah it ref could- of the year last year but hey, yeah. he sure let St. Louis manhandle well, us. I, but that was my only complaint for him was the fact that he didn't bring out the yellow early when deserved. And and, well, oh, sorry, and, and looking at the stats, three yellows for us, two for them, but they had 20 fouls and we had eight. Like something's, something's wrong there. Well, no, what I was thinking is like that's the worst kind of refereeing for me like is when, when you are so slow to bring out a card because <clears throat> you bring out one card – like, if you miss the first one, it's like, oh, that could have been a yellow if certain situations were met, blah, 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 blah. And if it happens again, it's going to be a trend. So it's like you either either you're proactive and you give it out on the first one, so you're, like, setting the tone for the match, like, hey, no choppiness, no crap, whatever. Or you, you just kind of let it go, and then you see it happen again. Like, you need to give the card out because it's so frustrating when you'll see Krylock get a yellow, but then you'll see all this stuff happen into Anelli and... It's just verbal talking. Like it's like as a fan, it's the most frustrating thing to see, because one yellow sets the tone and it helps the game become a game again. Rather than like, what can the ref do? Like, is the ref gonna is the ref gonna participate? You yeah. know what I mean? And it and am it's I just, gonna get away with this as a defender? Right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I can be more aggressive. Well, and, yeah. and it's not coming from the fact that we lost so terribly. It's just coming from the fact that like I've I've played in that kind of stuff, and it's like it's so frustrating because it's like, when are you gonna like? play the game because refs play the game too you know what right. i mean and yeah. some refs don't play and some refs are scared to play and it's like just play the game like he did call the fouls though and he did call 20 fouls on st louis which were deserved I, which I, were deserved but I, I i do agree with you that perhaps there wouldn't have been 20 fouls no if there would have been like eight or nine if they pulled out a few yellows in the first half when they were deserved oh i think especially one yellow would have been deserved. sufficient yeah especially in the first bit if you put out a yellow all of them would know the tone of the game, and we would have a much better game. We we would have still lost, yeah, but it would have been a much better tone for the game. Well, and then to to Krylock's yellow, at first I was like, "What? That's a yellow, and the others not?" But then in the stadium, they showed the replay of him catching his foot, like, and you're like, "Oh, oh yeah, okay, fair, yeah," because he cleaned him out after not not really cleaned him out, but like after that, it was pretty clean. But you noticed his studs hit his foot as he kicked through the ball. So then you were like, oh, okay. Okay, yellow's deserved on that. 
but you still miss the other ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know. one last uh, thing on the first half, we did have a great opportunity, Vera, with oh, right as the half was right about at to the die. end of the half with a fantastic shot. Could have been a little if he gets if he gets it a little farther closer to the to the post instead of uh, yeah, he did that quick foot. He like he's he's left footed, but he passed it to his right foot. And shot it real quick, and usually ground. that'll that'll get there. But man, that keeper got down quick. It was just his arm, like it was yeah. literally just an arm save. So yeah, like if he was off just a center bit, and it just pushed right through, it'd been awesome. <laughs> yeah. And again, I was sitting right on top of it, and I was like, "Wow, that was an amazing save!" Mm. Like it came quick, it came hard. It was made well, made me like Vera a little bit better too. But oh, I'm a huge fan. But but their keeper. That kid, he's a player, man. That was a great. He's been save. around too. I think they were saying he's been in the Bundesliga. Yeah, Bayern, or was that with Klaus? Uh, Klaus I might can't remember, but one of them. I think they around. both played in the Bundesliga. Yeah. So, but yeah, he, that was an amazing save, and I think that took the just the wind right out of our sails there. You know, like if we're not going to score on that, like, ugh, are we going to score? You know, and then halftime blew like right as that play ended. So, yep. oh so, yeah, it was like still at the top of the box. What's head to halftime? <laughs> Two whistles. It's halftime. So thoughts on uh, orange slices? Who wants? We'll start with orange slices, then we'll get into some of. Other oh, thoughts. I'll go first. Uh, Anelli. And uh, well, that's hard because I'm like I'm. No, huge... just go with it. Just okay, go okay. Because somebody yeah. else is gonna get the other guy. Um. So yeah, Anelli. I think. I think that's the style of player that we needed to have four years ago. I think I'm. He was I'm, in high school. I'm a little pessimistic. <laughs> I'm a little. Oh, he was in college. Yeah, I'm a little pessimistic though because I feel like something's gonna happen at practice, and so he's not gonna start anymore. You know, like Brody. Brody's our guy. You know, Brody's so Brody's guy. back on the rack. Yeah, man, he's so versatile. La da da da. And Ellie, you're still young, but don't worry, you'll get your chance. And it's like, dude, no, this guy is better than some of our seasoned players. Like, just give him a gosh dang chance, man. So yeah, I you, think he you think hustled. He's Aaron Herrera level, potentially. I think, no, I think I think Aaron Herrera was a very good quality, strong right back that people were very afraid of. I mean, I think don't mess with him. Don't mess with and yeah, yeah. and also. I mean, which is what our team is lacking now that we're calling for, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> but also, I mean, I don't think Anelli has the same leg that Herrera had. Herrera had a little bit more options when it comes to distance or vision farther forward. But and a I great do, cross, great cross, yeah. yeah. But I think Anelli has a better hold up game than Herrera did. I think on the ball, Anelli is going to be a really great option especially if we're pairing him up with Gomez and Gomez can get his feet underneath him a little bit better because I think he's still trying to find his rhythm. Acclimate to the altitude. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> altitude and a whole different team. So like yeah. when you get into a different team, you, you're being aware of other things because you don't know how the other p- players play. Yeah. So you're paying attention to other things you wouldn't normally have to pay attention to, like just subtle things. So I think Anelli overall would be such a good fit especially if when Oviedo comes back, I think that's a great back four. And then, I mean, Silva, oh, he's a good player too. So, like, if Vera actually goes out and we put Silva in, I still think we Or, have... or we slide Vera out to the left and 
silver inside. Oh, see, man, that's so. And good now we're now, chunky again. Now well, we're beefy. We, we got a beefy left side. We got a tall center, and then we got a crafty right. I think that's a really cool back line. So is that your ideal setup for our defense I, going forward? I think so. I, I'm not. I mean, now that we have the introduction of Anelli, I think there will be like growing pains, like always. You know, like he will mess up a couple times. But I well, think let it, him. But that's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, I feel like if we're a coaching staff, we need to be able to know that situation and just be like, okay, it's going to happen. But when it does, we're not going to give up on you. And I think we really got to look at Brody and be like, Brody, like, your body type is like a, a, a well, he, wing. Yeah, you he could I mean? slide up and play outside mid. Yeah, and I think right? that's that's what he needs to come in as a substitute for. I don't think he need, he should be on our back line. That's how I feel. Interesting. So, orange slice to the Orange slice. <laughs> Go ahead. Um... Let's see. You know what? I'll give it to Julio because I think I know where you're going. Okay. But I give it to Julio because I thought it was his best half. Good defense, too. He came back on defense. He did pressure the um, – that's another um, point about their goalie because <clears throat> on that pressure play where Julio actually pressured him, it was a turnover, and um, Demir ended up with the ball, and he got it back to Julio, but Julio had to be on the side. He still – it was a great shot, and that was a – Great save. Yeah, and and on that, even though Julio was offside on the but, rebound pass, but think about it. Like it could have been called or ruled on the field um, because the remember a couple of years ago, and maybe the rule hasn't changed. Maybe it has. Maybe my ref friends can reach out to me and help me out on this one. But um, the the ball was blocked by Crylock by standing there. No, he I didn't think he play passed. the ball. No, I no he, remember he jumped and it hit him in the chest, right? Well, I, he just we'll have to look at it again, it. but I think he actually trapped it and then passed it to Julio. And then Julio oh, maybe we're talking about two different plays then. So then, I'm talking about the one where Krylock blocked the clearance, but the dude pretty much just hit him with it. And then it went through and he was offside and he... But it could be the same the one. Save. I have to look at it again. <laughs> he still made the save. But, but they but, called it offside, but it was, yeah. a, it was, a, it was a, a great save. Just barely got his fingertips on it. Yeah. And those are things that compound too, right? If the Julio sees the ball go in the net, man, he's he's he starts to believe, yeah, I'm gonna get the ball in the net, even if it's offside. But I thought Julio played really well. Um I would love to see us get him the ball on the deck though. That is where he's better. If you get him yeah. running on a ball instead of trying to turn around and Find the ball in the air and trap it, and then make something happen. Yeah, he's not. He as good. is. He slows so up. So lethal if you can get the ball behind him, like on that play where um, played him in on the ground. Played him in on the ground, or could have been in the air and then got past. You know, it was a nice in front of him, and he got got to it. Get the ball in the deck with him, and he is going to be lethal. So that would be my. Orange slice for the first half. What about you, Tyler? Well, you know, I think I'm going to go with Vera. Good. You know, I, I loved the way he stepped in. He kind of made the spot his own in 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 a way. Um, new guy, fresh in from Club America of of uh, Colombia, not of Mexico. Mm. They are on different levels. Um, the Mexican team is a bit better. <laughs> they have a bit more funds there. But we did bring him up from the Colombian America. And uh, the kid's a player. I like him. I like He's him a like lot. He's only like 24, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think he could be the next Silva, right? 
Um, my wife, they introduced him last game, last home game. And my wife goes, ooh, he looks like a movie star. <laughs> yeah, he's got cool hair, right? Which and then she is says, super where's, jealous. Where's the, is, that, where, is the guy they introduced last week playing? And I said, you mean the movie star? <laughs> yeah, he's number four, honey. <laughs> and I like how he has a defender number, you know? Like, I like that as well. He wants to get physical with people. And, like, with Klaus, I think he – I don't think at any point he – like got manhandled by Klaus, like Klaus has done to other players in the league. I agree. Two things that I, one thing that I wanted to point out about those two new players, Anelli and Vera, they are super calm on the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were so calm. That's what impressed me is like, these guys, these guys want to be there. They know they should be there. Yeah. And talking about Anelli, he played up top. I think he came from Cornell, but he played scored up, goals. Scored goals, and uh, this is a question we can ask about. Uh, Wait, Cornell? Is that where he played? I think so. Oh, okay. Cornell University. Yeah, it's a lo- it's a law school. You ever heard of it? Yeah, I watched. <laughs> well, where is it? Office. Office. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I was like, where are you going? I was trying, to, trying to be funny. <laughs> oh, I was like, thanks, Andy. <laughs> Tell us about your. Did yacht. he sing in the quartet? <laughs> Did he have a singing career? Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Anelli. Yeah, so he was calm on the ball. Yeah, and uh, we need help up top. Why aren't we playing him up top? Was my first thought. <laughs> Why wasn't this guy playing up top if uh, if he's really that good? Um, but if he wants to be a right back and he's going to play back there, that's a great spot for him on this team. Yeah, and and I think that that kid earned it. After mm-hmm. even after that game, like I don't think any of the goals were his fault, uh, but I, I think he showed well. I think he first, has something that the other guys don't. Yeah, first twenty minutes in, first half, I lean over to Brown. I'm like, "You can sit Brody down for all I care now." Oh yeah, just absolutely. sit Brody down. That guy's that guy should be the starting right back until he he's he's a rookie. He's gonna have some growing pains. Someone's gonna abuse him, and then he gets abused, has a bad half. You sub him off, and you have a talk with him. But let him play two or three games and see if that is going to happen instead of assuming it's going to happen. Yeah. Because who knows? Maybe he has he's a quick learner and he just never gets out of the lineup. Yep. Yep. I think he, he did really well and uh Vera, man, I just I thought like the, his poise in the box to be able to take a touch sideways and then shoot with his off foot. I was really impressed by that. I would be interested in seeing. I keep going back to that play because I think that's where the game changed, you know? The shot. Yeah, and the save. Yeah, the save. The shot was great, but the save was better. And it was like, no, that was the best chance we've had. We tried to get a penalty. We tried this. We tried that. And that could be really what I've noticed with this RSL team is that the mentality isn't there. That. They need to watch Ted Lasso and the make a believe the, thing. And <laughs> there's no, there's no bite, right? St. Louis was pushing them around, and did we push back? I mean, I'm not saying that you know you end up in a brawl, but at some point, they're gonna push, 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 and if you don't push back, they're just gonna keep pushing. Yeah, it's so, like a bully, right? Yeah. So at some point, you you push back and say, hey, you know what? I'll break your ankle if you're gonna break mine. I mean, that's harsh, but you know what I mean. You're gonna you're going to play their game or your game their way. 
where or the way the game's being officiated or you know however you want to say that Mm -hmm. same idea then the second half started Anything left? Anything oh. else on halftime before we get into the second half? Because uh, I think people... What grinds my gears? That's our new intro to what grinds my gears. Yeah, <laughs> when you're trying to yawn and stretch at the same time. The stretch And yawn. you're annoyed about... We're going to grind your gears early. <laughs> yeah, let's do it because I can't hold it in anymore. Otherwise, I'm just going to talk crap the whole game, uh, the whole podcast. So, what grinds my gears this week would be Damir Krylock. I don't like this guy. I... Don't like this guy one bit. Um, he did not have a great game. It's crazy, though, because when I was watching him and he's walking on the field, I was like, why are his heels making a noise when he's walking on the field? And I was like, oh, that's right. He's wearing stilettos. Because he <laughs> cannot stay on this his feet on the field. Oh, my gosh, dude. Like, all the, like, there was, what was it? He fell down in the first half, I think, five, four or five times. I think it was. Two of them got called. And the two that got called were weak. Like, they were yeah, weak. Yeah, one of them was very soft. Yeah, and I one was like... One of them was a yellow, and it was super weak. Yeah. Well, I think the one guy got the yellow, but the other guy kind of bumped him weird, caused the foul, and then the other guy kind of clocked him. But, and there was a couple times he went on his feet, and there was no foul. Like, the dude looks like he's getting shot from, like, a 1970s Western, you know, where, like, they go, pew, and he goes, and then, then they fall. Yeah, four seconds later, he yeah. falls. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, dude, this is getting so annoying. Like, I mean, the, my buddy that sits right in front of me, um, I gave him a hand warmer because his son was really cold. Oh. Um, he agrees <laughs> with me, man. He was like, what did I say? I said something. I'm like, dude, just stay on your freaking feet. And he's like, it's like I have like one of those little bubbles in the back when I, when I have a thought. It's me just talking. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I don't understand this. Like you're saying, like this, the whole... Being up front in the center back and being in between two center backs, not participating. That is such a big role to be in to not do anything. That's like that's like being the CEO of the of of the field and the CEO is just watching YouTube videos of kitties. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like that dude is supposed to be <laughs> And spo- then somebody comes in his office and he just shuts his computer. Yeah, like, Whoa, oh what? yeah. What's so anyways about uh, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, about the portfolio. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's frustrating because he's supposed to set the tone as far as workload, the strategy, the intensity, when to push, when to pull. Like, you know what I mean? Like there was nothing. He doesn't do anything. I mean, he might just be a good salesman. You know what I mean? Like when he before he gets on the field, he's he's hoorah, he's He's like engaged his, with he's engaged. everybody on the team. That's and- awesome. But like his body doesn't match his intensity that comes out of his mouth. And I'm I'm a big guy of like your words mean nothing to me. You know what I mean? Like I've always been like I've always felt like when people said things, they never backed it up. I was just like, I'm out of here. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care if you're gonna say anything. You gotta I, live it. I got, I got. I'm all about action. And then I think that says a lot because like when I teach tennis, like there's always kids like, yeah, I want to be here. I want to do this. And blah, blah 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 blah. I'm like, I don't care, dude. Go show me 15 minutes of like hustle, and then we'll talk. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. So like that is what I'm getting from him. It's it's a it's a I can do this. This is great. We're going to do this. We're going to go out there, blah, 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 blah. But when it goes out there on the field, he's not He's not the Demir Krylock that was two years ago. You know what I'm saying? And I think we need to we need to understand that. He did come out in the second half, and which was great, but I don't, I don't see him starting. Realistically, I do not see him starting. Right, but who's going to start in his spot? Oh, absolutely. So I've been thinking about this, which is really, really good. 
So, Brody, Vera, Glad, and Ellie. Brody out, right? But we do Oviedo or Silva. Those back four. Um, Pablo Ruiz, which we didn't really talk about how great he was. He was great to have him back. I mean, he, some great slide tackles that were really, really awesome to slow down play. Good movement. couple mistakes, but whatever. Gomez. Played, Pablo played, played better than Loffelson. I, I thousand per, percent agree. Yeah. Um, I say we do Savarino, Gomez, Miram, maybe. And Holt. No. <laughs> <laughs> Beasler, the big boss in the middle. Go get him, Holt. You're playing center mid. Sorry, yeah. sorry. You want Luna, don't you? Um, yeah. Or Johnny Menendez, which one? No, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking Gomez, Saverino, Luna, and Ruiz in the center. Um, and then up top we do like a four-four-two, and I think Julio and Paul. I think what I wanted to talk about, which we'll still talk about. I think Paul. Is going to be a big weapon, bigger than Menendez, um, and I think you saw it when we subbed them all out. Once Krylock got out, we were able to do things up at the top. We were able to move around. It was like it was a whole new, different center because Moose moved around. Mo I mean, give it to him. The guy gets what like a minute and a half of gameplay every year from us. Right, and he but, had two shots. Yeah. And he had a really good header at the end. There. Oh, that was super little awesome. soft, oh. little soft, but, but still, he got right off. to the goal. He got on header, but that's he got on it. Yeah, Krylock <laughs> wouldn't be there. Krylock would be like his head's gonna be underneath somebody else's <laughs> legs, lifting up the defender. Like, can you head this for me? Yeah, after 18 crosses, we finally got one. On but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I I have to agree with you to a certain extent. I do think it's interesting. Demir has not played well for three games. He, games. he did in the opener. He, he, he helped create both goals, and we won in we Vancouver, won. which yeah. is something. But he's had three games where he hasn't done anything. Hard, much and of two and at this, home. This and game. He hasn't, I don't think he does, he's done anything that would have warranted extending his contract. I don't either. I think that A we're year. holding on to 2021 season. I think that's what we're doing. And we did it with Rubio Rabin. Well, I, I don't. He was hot, and we were like, "Here, here's eight hundred thousand dollars. You come be on our team forever." But it's like that was five games, <laughs> five games out of the entire season. Like, can we, can we not? But we locked him down, right? And guess what? We do with other strikers. We let them we go. Act like well, <laughs> we let New New England take them. We let Vancouver take them. We. So let's. Um, I feel like. How much I, do we want to talk about the second half? Well, I feel like. Can I get to this point across? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I feel like <laughs> I feel like whoever is making the decisions when it comes to extending contracts or you know in control of the contracts is somebody who is a return missionary. <laughs> because you know how fast return missionaries are like she's the one. She is the one. Okay. She, I've been I've been emailing her for 6 months. I know it's true. I haven't seen her. I am. I I'm am not marrying sure this she's woman. Real, but but I'm gonna marry her. <laughs> and I feel like that's the vibe going forward right now. It's because oh like Ruby Rubin, five games. He was amazing. He but, has so many goals. But to be fair, he's also signed on a contract that's not ridiculous, right? He's not signed where Bobby Wood was. No, but and he was. He was not though. signed at a contract where Demir is. Demir is, or 
even Rusnak, right? Like, but those guys were all. I'm using it as an example of we we saw five we games. We committed too early, and we committed to a long contract, not just like a lot of money. Not until death do us part. But but that's but. what I'm saying. Like we're we're like, oh, this guy's good. These last five games, he needs to be with us for another four years. You know what I mean? Like that is such a weird thing to do because it's like, oh, you have five games. You're really hot right now. Let's keep it up. Yeah, him and Julio. Mm-hmm. Started that season really well, mm-hmm. and that since was then it. they haven't partnered very well at all. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like we way way too quick. And Julio is much more effective. Yeah, he was much more effective for Arias Salt Lake as a sub. I think so too, but that's because he had legs. But now, I mean, there was promise in this game that I think yeah. Julio is like, oh, okay, this is good because. When he's not trying to be safe in regards to like pressing on people, he is an effective person up top. Yeah, like thought, he's yeah. gonna get. He us created a lot of, almost all of our chances. Absolutely, and there was a lot of times where when he hustled, he got he fell down and got up real quick to steal the ball back up that left side um, when they were heading the other way. It was like this is awesome. Like that's the player we need. Somebody that's gonna go out there and try, not somebody that's gonna play it safe. But. Nobody else is up there with him. If, when you have Krylock, Krylock's going to stand at the top of the 18, right in between some other people, and wait for something to happen and be is, the back door. Is that what grinds your gears? Krylock grinds my gears. <laughs> that, so that, much. that was the whole point, right? Yeah. Is Krylock. Yes. And we committed to an extra year of, of him. Yeah, without and, him doing anything. And I, I think Krylock, whether he plays next year at all, I, I think he's going to be around the team. They probably he's going to be got a that. great coach. Yeah. But so, stop playing him. Yeah, I mean, from a financial situation, they always say get rid of your players the year before you think they're going downhill, right? And, I mean, there's there's some wisdom in that, but there's also some non-wisdom in that, right? Like, going back to the way we treated Javi when he left. Oh, you know, he, he wasn't offered a contract by us. Right, like not even a reduced role, not even a reduced contract, and his numbers did drop off that last year. But to me, like, okay, well, now play the role of Andy Williams, come off the bench, and yes. you know, be the super sub creator guy, you know, and and we didn't even offer him that role. And I think that's where Demir might end up at the end of the season, maybe mid season, maybe once Pablo gets let go. I don't know, like I. If it what what are the, what was the stat you brought up, Brant, about uh, how poorly we've played over the last like forty games or something? I think we've won six games in the last twenty six. Twenty six. We played twenty six games and won six. Yikes! So here, that's the last place in the league. By the way, let's, that, those uh, those numbers are last place numbers in the league. Yeah, we uh, we are not doing well. But let's. Um, how deep do we want to go into the second half? It was. So we started off, and they scored, like, right away off a corner kick, right? Yeah, and that was um, – it was uh, Giacchini, who must be 6'8", because um, – I think he's Loffelson's not 6'8". Well, if 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 Loffelson's 5'11", <laughs> Giacchini's 6'8". Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, he's, he, he's a good couple inches taller. My, my question on that goal is why was Loffelson marking Giacchini? Because their body types are not well, at all similar, is what you're well, saying. Well, towards well, the end, he wasn't. Well, he he, he got around him. Lawson's grab him, sticks his foot out, and knocks uh, it front post. Gets a nice goal. Yeah. Poor defense, um, which has been 
the hallmark of Real Salt Lake this season has been substandard defense. I think, like going back to our conversation about the center backs, I would love to see Vera and Silva. Because I think Justin Glad hasn't had a break. A break or a stellar season so far. He's made, he's been on offense. He's our best player. On offense, yeah. <laughs> and he almost, Vera almost scored again. We would have had three goals from our center backs. Right. So I, um, I would be interested in seeing that. So that first goal, well, poor defense. And then after that, wait, well, on, on that, in the first half, they crowded McMath. They had three of their six foot plus guys right next to McMath the whole first half. And they almost got a, a goal off it. The one guy snap headed it Bartlett. right at McMath, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just Bartlett from now on. Everybody on the other team's named Bartlett. <laughs> they I'm all look, say the other. We'll, like, they, we'll do that. Bartlett. 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 They, were Bartlett. All, they all look the same, anyways. They're right? all the same height, 250. You know what I mean? White for some reason. I'm like, how do you get right? that big, you Viking? <laughs> like, Come on. I was like, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they crowded him. They did this. And in the second half, they pulled back. Mm-hmm. And then ran at the ball, and we were, we were like, "Oh, good! They're not crowding us. We don't have to push him and whatever." And it we took us down a notch. Like we were caught flat-footed and front run to the front post. It's the easiest thing to do is kick the ball straight, right? And it was a pretty simple finish in the end, even though I, you know, it's not an easy play to take the ball out of the air. But yeah, I, I would have rather seen someone a little more stout guarding their other striker yeah like luna no mar uh so who was on klaus and i had to look at it again but i thought i just thought the lobelson was a poor choice to mark but i mean Chicken. who else are you gonna do because vera was occupied with another humongous guy Miriam. somebody somebody Miriam? Clo- somebody closer Miriam was not great in the air though no so so that's what you I'm know saying. what I mean? Like, like, I, like, I, I don't think I don't well, think there's a, any way to change it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there was no better option realistically. Well, because, then I think that's a an indictment on our roster. Right, right, right. And I mean, like, yes, if we swapped Vera for Lavelson or whatever, but then that would put Lavelson with another ridiculously tall person. So it's like, or why is Lavelson in the box? <laughs> Send him out in the back with Brody, because Brody's uh-huh. usually the guy. Almost I, I, those well, guys can't defend corners, but then but they, you're like, who else can't defend a corner? But I hope maybe Ruiz can. Can't I don't know. No, he, uh, you know, Kyle was always the front post guy. Where's Krylock? Was Krylock in that? I I assume so. I, Somewhere. I or was he falling on the ground? I was too busy crying. I was worried <laughs> about where Krylock was standing when it so, happened. So St. Louis scores, and then you could almost see the team just <sighs> our mentality is just not there. Well, I don't think the, they I have think, faith. I, don't I think, think that X dog has worn off. Like when you, that's what uh, at the end of last season, and maybe that's why he's not here. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Herrera, at the you know the last interview, I think it was after the playoff game, he or it could have been the locker cleanup, but I think it was a playoff game. It's like you know what we don't want to be, we shouldn't be. That shouldn't be our goal to be the the hustle team and barely make the playoffs and the X dog stuff. We need to be better than that. And perhaps there's there's some friction there, and Aaron's not here this season, and we really could use him, yeah, on this team. So uh, their mentality totally switched, and then the second goal, because the the first goal was in like the forty seventh minute, and then and the uh, second one was just a random cross into the box between two center defenders who don't know each other very well. It could have been McMath call it and run out and grab it. 
and it could have been glad donkey kick it like he did oh uh, yeah. or vera come across and say i got it right like there th- that play demanded communication and none happened and so glad did what any good center back does is block the ball that's there and he blocked it not having any idea where klaus was on the play because he blocked it right to him like you know random donkey kick or whatever but he blocked it that's what he's supposed to do but it went right to Klaus, who one touch finished it right in the corner. That That's not easy to do either. Oh, he sidewindered it too. Yeah, like wound it up and let it fly. Oh, my gosh. That, that was a – I mean, if you're going to get scored on, hopefully it's something cool like that and not something super lame. I'd rather have the other team score amazing goals on us than crap goals, right? But anyway – Either way, it still hurts. Um, but we so. also we also had Ruiz take a nice shot that had a lot of curve on it that was going towards the box, which I was kind of hoping Ruiz would kind of let a couple loose, especially 3-0 down. I was like, if you have the ball, just just give us something. Yeah, let we're, it rip, bro. Yeah, because, I mean, he's getting his foot down. Because, like, at the beginning of last year, he was, he was kicking field goals, and now everything is shaping in, which is really nice. But it's, it's my wife was bringing it up she goes why is it like when they get the ball they don't just shoot it like why are they always looking like once they get inside the box they're always looking at somebody else like they're never they're never looking to shoot the ball it's a cool question and obviously the answer is twofold um there's the ball that comes to you and there's what you intend to do with the ball right so if you're running at the goal and the ball comes to you perfectly you're gonna shoot it because you're gonna pick out your spot you're going to have enough poise and mindset to be able to know, okay, that's where I'm going. I'm going there now. Bam, you hit it, right? But if the ball's not played to you in a way that you can do that first time, it always causes doubt. Mm-hmm. So that's a team thing, right? That's a basic move is a nice pass set up to somebody coming into the box. I think Brody could have had a couple of chances uh, that he yeah. just didn't. Um, well, no, because a couple like, times they were on his left foot. Mecca Anelli had a couple where he could have shot. Uh, yeah, the top right of the box. Yeah. And I get why he didn't because it's, it's his first, first game. game. Yeah, like, yeah it's I like, get it. Why would he risk that? And then he's not going to be able to play, which is sad because he did have a nice setup for like a nice right foot. He trapped it with his left, and then he could hit with right. But my my wife made a good point though because when I was sitting in the corner right there. Wait, you, which is cool. Look at us. You can see us. Oh, yeah. You, in fact, when you when you guys walk out of your seats, you're coming to the camera that's Oh, I did not know the that. Back at least you took one. pictures of it yesterday when we were watching the game. So you'll, you'll get them. Yeah, oh, at the, cool. At the very <laughs> end of the – if you guys go to the very end of the broadcast on Apple TV, you can see my daughter in a pink coat at the at the bottom of the – right by Brant and Brennan's seats. But yeah. what she was saying, it makes sense anyway. because when I was paying attention to them, their first touch, yeah, it wasn't that great, but – you so, look at their heads, all of them were never looking towards goal. It was like once they had the ball, they knew that they weren't the one to shoot. They had to they had to pass. Right. And, and why it's is super that? sad. And it's like what I want to know what the actual game plan is right. when we get into the box. That that threw me off too. Since we were uh, going through it, I just wanted to point out because it's been my theme, Lawfulson five eleven. Uh Miriam's six one. Okay. And Loffles and is right next to him. You're showing a picture of them walking out together in the tunnel uh-huh. for after halftime, and Miriam is a full head taller than Jasper. So either, Loffelson. yeah. So either um, Miriam is six nine, or <laughs> well, I mean, but anyway, I, I stood up and I've stood next to Miriam, and he's my height, and I'm six feet tall. So six one sounds right for Miriam. 
So but anyway, Lawfulson. That doesn't. I don't know why that bothered me. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I keep bringing it up, man. Yeah, like, yes, we get it. Did you but like the halftime thing with your phone? Time. Turn your phone on. Turn your light on, and do the um, little. You know what? I I'm not really good at that kind of stuff because I hate being told what to do. <laughs> That's for sure. I would rather, ha- especially in a game like in this situation, it's really cool. Everybody had their phone out. I'm yeah. But like when they say raise your scarves at eight minutes, like let's just create something organically which yeah. we which we've struggled to do in the stadium uh the entire time that we've that rsl has been around but anyway uh the second half they scored a second goal um we go down two and then the wheels just keep coming off yeah, the third after goal the second one it, it's almost like the i saw a bunch of people leave because it was cold oh. oh yeah it was freaking cold my favorite so yes people were leaving at the second and then when the third hit, there was a little bit more people. But my favorite, it was, you could feel it coming. Yeah. You could feel that fourth goal coming. Uh-huh. The moment it goes in, I looked around, and not, not even like half, I think 75% of people shook their head and stood up at the exact same time. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> like, because, you know, like everybody's oh. on their edge of their seat, right? Because it's yeah. 3-0, and you're like, okay. We might be able to have a comeback. It would be so cool. It's like 75th minute or something like that. Like, we might be able to do this. And then the moment that fourth goal it goes in, they're like, not a chance. It's too cold. And then all stood up. And it was... It yeah, was... I, my daughter had to go to the bathroom. So I went and took her to the bathroom. And then we came back thinking it was still 3-0. And the stadium was emptying. And I was like, what happened? And I looked up at the scoreboard and it was four. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. That, we went down three. And then three. I found you guys. We went down, th- yeah. We went down three, and then uh, had all uh, those to changes. his credit, we did a whole bunch of. There, I think people were sticking around because we subbed in. Moose, um, well, we subbed Paul in. Paul came in. Chang came in. We subbed in Sava early, right? What yes, minute was that? Sabarino came in in the 60th minute. Okay, and, and we still won, right? One zero at that moment. Yeah, it was one to nothing, and yeah, that's what really frustrates me too. Is Sabarino gets the ball, and it's just like you said. No one's looking at him. He's he hits the ball, and you could probably highlight picture after picture, uh, screen capture out of screen capture after screen capture on the game with Savarino with the ball, three St. Louis guys around him, nobody else, near. nobody else in the picture. So yeah. that's been really frustrating. But I think people were down three nothing. Um, Paul comes in, Chang comes in, Musafsi comes in, and you got three subs, and people think, all right, well, let's stick around and see what. They see can if do. these guys can play, yeah. And then, you know, two four minutes later we get the the fourth goal, which probably should have been saved. Well, and it's the kind of goal you give up when you're trying to press for a goal and you're losing. And everybody sucks to the left side. Yeah. The ball goes out to the right, no one's yeah, Brody no one's tracking the, the left ball. side. He just goes to the middle. And he beats Ruiz him. Ruiz arrives late because he's playing midfield. And they sneak it in near post. Yeah. So, and that was the guy who was complaining the whole time. Out of everybody on the field, I wanted him to be the last guy to score. He did get uh, he somebody fouled. He was oh, like, no, was... "Oh, he fouled me!" And he was, oh yeah, yeah towards the end of the game, on, he was the one that was on man. the ground, yeah. right? And we were trying to play he, on. He, yeah, and and then he stayed down, and then you know, I was like, "Watch!" As soon as as soon as the ref goes over there, he's just going to yell at the ref and stand up, and that's exactly what happened. Vasiliev also too. Um, was, um, I think it's Vasiliev. He, he was kept whining. kicking Sava, kept kicking Sava. 
but just enough that it's not a yellow card, right? That's that place where Diego Chara lives. Yeah, right between which, foul and yellow card. Oh, right? and I don't know what that, that sets me off. That's what makes me angry. There's a whole team of them. Yeah, and then also too, we don't fight back. We don't, we don't uh, fight fire with fire. But anyway, so we ended up losing the game for nothing. Uh, Brennan wanted to talk about. Uh, Paul looked like he came yeah, in. How'd the kids play? The so, subs. So great movement, and I think the the sad part is, is since he's new, you know what I mean. He has been coached a different way for you know like his collegiate career and it's sad because when we get a new player in it seems like we're benefiting off of previous coaching until whatever happens in practice until we coach it out of them because you know like vera comes in vera is awesome and nelly is awesome you know what i mean like they're doing things that the other teams have coached them yeah and they're being super super effective and i thought moose was combining well with saba i think he was the only guy who really knew how to play with saba and, i mean i think that's what Krylock lacks like if Krylock was able to move as much that would be a whole different dynamic in the upper third but paul was super awesome he moved around but the thing that was made me really excited was what he did off the ball when there was after like a transition or something like that, he was talking to somebody and like getting in, like not getting in his face, but was like voicing that he was not okay with that. Yeah. And I think that's what we need is we need somebody up there to On disrupt. leader. Yeah. And he's like, he's energized. He wants to do well. And it just seems like he's going to be kind of a hard ass. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, I'm not going to take your crap. I'm going to be, you know, like. Well, yeah. That goes back to the point. This team doesn't have any bite anymore. Well, I think it's yeah. because they don't believe in what's being like, you know, what the work ethic is, the the play. But yeah, now you're seeing at the very end with all this movement, we have three, four guys moving around at the end there. Yeah. And then Loffelson just had a terrible game, man. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't get a cross in, he couldn't get by anyone. He and couldn't it, even foul people well because they were so much bigger than him. He you know, he kinda got manhandled even he's though he was 11. trying to he's five eleven. So uh, and 130 pounds. Uh, yeah, you know. So what I think about Lafelson though is I feel like he was praised for his hard work all last season. So now when he goes into a game, he's still thinking that he has to be moving so much and right. he has to be the energizer, and it's making his actual presence on the ball lacking, like terribly. Like it's it's almost like now like hey, you have a better understanding of the game. You you know you're you're a little bit more comfortable. Let's let's slow down and just you know play our game. You know, you be smart when it comes to energizer, and I think that would change the way he's playing. So I think not. we did a pretty yeah. good job, um, not going too hard on <laughs> Real Salt Lake for this game. Because if you've spent any time on social media after the game, anybody talks, especially oh, on boy. Twitter, yeah. oh my gosh, people are wound up. Four, four oh lots out at windows. home. Don't do it, guys. Don't yeah. jump this out the is, windows, even is, if they're first floor windows. It's still not worth it. This is the, the the stat that I found amazing. It's the first time in 19 years that we've lost back-to-back home games. In 19 years? In 19 years. The first time we lost back-to-back home games at the Riot. Dang. Or, uh, yeah, I think in the stadium. Yeah. Okay. Because I think at the U we did that a couple times <laughs> since maybe, we came out here. And maybe it was the first two home games we've lost back-to-back. Okay. But because I think we probably have lost back to back home games, but the first time we've lost first two home games, I don't know, maybe not. I mean, it's a fortress, it was a fortress, <sighs> yeah, so, for a long time. W- is there anybody I love 
that Klaus, he needs to stay on his feet a little bit more. But I love that guy. There's some players on that team that I would take on our team in a minute. And I yeah. think... Who does he remind me of? What was that guy that we paid like a million dollars for, but then he didn't jive with the team? Yura? Moff Sissian? Moff Sissian, yeah. He kind of gives me that vibe. Yeah. The, the Not build. as fast, but he's better as his feet. And mm, yeah. So, yeah, they're a very well-constructed team, which which comes to the, the question, is Real Salt Lake currently a well-constructed team? Minus all the injuries, people are out. And it was a you know, international you know, window. I'm so willing to... Ojeda was gone, and... I'm willing Ojeda to him, was gone, and, yeah, and we Ojeda. missed Ojeda. I think o- <laughs> Ruiz and Ojeda would be a very good midfield. I think Ojeda. I don't know that Oviedo was that much of a miss, but Ojeda might have been uh, That's a factor. That's what I think we really missed is Ojeda. We didn't miss Beavers, and we didn't miss Rubin. No. I don't think we ever missed Rubin. Um, uh, well, I mean, we definitely didn't miss Beavers. So. <laughs> is he so, Canadian, by the way? He's Canadian? Did no, he's American. Right? Okay, he's American. He was in the U nineteen teams. And Luna oh, okay. Was the they U20. were playing Canada, and, and Luna's with the U twenty team. Oh, American okay. Team. Different teams. So I do think that there are a ton of questions, and I think people are right to be upset with the way the team played. They're also ups- They they also have the right to be upset about how we played to start the season. Yeah, and and cool MLS action from the weekend. Um, like you mentioned, six one Columbus, uh, which seems to be firing on all cylinders. They got Sands back from, oh man, he looks good. Everybody looks good right now in Columbus. Um, Red Bulls and and uh, Charlotte one one. Galaxy still can't score, but they're not giving up goals either. Portland didn't score against the Galaxy, so zero zero. The DC Rooney's won the New England Revolution two. Miami 2, Chicago 3, uh, Philly 1, Orlando 2. That was interesting. Both those games were surprising. Yeah. yeah. The Rapids came back late to tie the Austin's Greens. And uh, Houston beat the FC, 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 FC 1-0. SKC got thumped by Seattle. Jordan Morris with four goals. Go watch him. They're impressive. Two with his head. And Kansas City just extended Vermees five more years, so I don't know how wow. that's going to go. Jeez. They didn't want him on the U.S. men's national team, huh? So Minnesota-Vancouver won a piece. Uh, Nashville lost to Cincinnati on a pretty decent goal by, uh, what's the big guy's name in Cincinnati? Brennan? Yeah, he's good. Dude. Not Brenner. The Brenner. other guy. Who? Vasquez? Yeah, Brandon Vasquez. Sorry. Yep, Vasquez scored. Uh, LAFC got two. Dallas won in that matchup. And then San Jose and Toronto could not score goals. Yep, and there we are at the end of the uh, MLS broadcast. You can see my daughter at the bottom of the staircase in her pink coat. Fast forward to that. That was the highlight of the second half. In a yellow (laughs) shirt. And that was your MLS update. So yeah, so including I, I, your Apple TV update. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I I think the pressure's on. Hopefully they don't crack. They um, steal steal themselves and things turn around. Just rise like a plant out of the garden of our snowpack. Dang it! <laughs> Tried to get the analogy, it just didn't quite come. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, keep the faith. I keep going to the games. Keep supporting the team. I would say. I mean. Let's help get them through this. 
Um, yeah, excited for the next game. See how they bounce back. Yeah, even though Columbus looks good, it's it's early. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. They play more of a style that is conducive for us to do well against than St. Louis. And the ref situation, I, I'm not, I'm not taking it all off of Real Salt Lake's hands, but there, there were so many fouls that could have been given and weren't. Yeah, and the, in rem- my opinion, remember we weren't playing with our our best team. There's people out. We'll see. Who knows? That could be a blip. The New York City game last year, um, but but hang in there, guys. Hang in there. And uh, I think we'll probably be having a watch party April first. We'll let you know about that down at Cattlemen's. Follow us on all the social medias. Uh, share it with your friends. We want to be a podcast you can listen to, win or lose, right? Mm-hmm. No razor yeah, blades. Buddy. Nope. So, but yeah, there are things that are concerning we need to worry about when it comes to Real Salt Lake. And uh, with that, I'll say thanks for listening. And I still have all my toes, even though it was freaking cold. Freaking cold. Later. See ya.